0: Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show Live on the 10th of July. We're doing it Wednesday this week rather than Tuesday because I was out and about. But of course, we dropped an episode on Monday to balance it out. Quick bit of housekeeping. You may hear a slight whirring in the background. I do have a fan on. In no world do I ever want to have a fan on when I'm doing a podcast, but otherwise I will collapse and die. It's really hot here in the UK. But welcome, thank you to everybody who is joining me right now on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash the Miller report rules all search for Simon Miller on YouTube. Give me a subscribe if you're here by accident and you haven't hit that subscribe button make sure you do it now like the video share the video get in that live chat get in that comment box you want to ask a question you can using the super chat that's how you support the podcast i will answer and say anything you put in there if i think it's morally offensive i will also tell you that if you're a fan of my wrestling i'm also a wrestler that's right a crap one but it doesn't matter Miller.bigcartel.com. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at miller 316 Plus, all of this is supported by Patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. Thank you to everybody who signed up this week. You make this podcast possible, and you're allowing me to evolve and grow And If I didn't have the Patreon, the podcast would die. So if you enjoy it and you have a dollar, head over there, Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Have a check out. There's Patreon rewards. There's tears. There's T-shirts. There's everything. Come on the podcast if you want. Let's get into some business. Again, if you have an opinion on what happened with Kevin Owens last night at SmackDown, smash it in the super chat and let me know. But I mean, look, the, the title says it all. Kevin Owens goes all CM Punk on WWE. Now I understand that when you say things like that, you're eventually going to get the uh, the negative reaction of, you know, what do you call it? Oh, we don't. What? What do you mean? No, he's not. There's okay. Look, I know what you're saying. And, and the other, you know, it's not. It's not as impactful. I'm not saying that, and it's not probably going to change as much as the, the CM Punk pipe bomb did back in 2011 but there are similarities and I think on a show like this to not try and compare and contrast the two would be ridiculous quick shout out to Michael Kennedy in the super chat if you do put money in the super chat you get a hand on the heart out of respect he just puts the metal up sign he just put the metal up sign right back up you my friend Michael Kennedy and Lamel KH2 also in the super chat says I know the wild card is dead when I don't re- when I don't realize Bailey the Smackdown champion is on Raw also I hope we got an Oscar up today my favorite thing in the world. Well, small spoiler, we didn't. There may have been a slight technical issue today, but don't worry about it. It's still a good episode. You can check that out at 2pm if you are watching this live. I mean, just on a quick side note, yes, I realized that today too. The fact that Roman Reigns pings around the place, the fact that Samoa Joe, who I believe is a Raw superstar, is fighting for the SmackDown World Championship and I don't even blink an eye, the wild card is dead. It didn't even last Two months, but thanks for coming, Wildcard. But yes, just to keep you up to speed if you haven't seen it, last night on SmackDown, Kevin Owens got banned for the arena because he had a big fight with Dolph Ziggler in the parking lot before the show began, and then he managed to get into the arena somehow by magic, as wrestlers do. He got a microphone, and he basically, I mean, I'll talk about it from my personal perspective, and if you have your own personal perspective, you can let me know. But from again, from my eyes, he just said everything that I've been saying on ups and downs for the last two months and that it was Shane McMahon is taking up too much TV time. Because of Shane McMahon's over-dominating presence on the shows, we don't see the likes of Kyrie, Sane, Oscar, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy. In December, we had all the McMahons in this very ring saying that we're going to change things and that the fans are now the authority and we're going to listen to the audience, and all that equated to was Shane McMahon getting more TV time and getting more power. Shane McMahon came out, he cut off one of KO's mics, and of course, obviously, KO went and got another mic. It was quite funny. Eventually, he got on the commentary as well. He said all of this stuff, and he delivered it with real vitriol, with real meaning, with real passion. And I'm going to guess that when this idea is not real, in case anyone thinks it's, it's real, it wasn't. Obviously, it's part of the storyline. But I'm going to guess that this was all uh, you know, come up with and put together based on fan reactions that WWE is seeing online, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, because it is. There's... You know, I, I know that Twitter can be an echo chamber, and sometimes you have only 20 people shouting the same thing, and it sounds like the whole world is talking about it, but in reality that it's not. But I believe a lot of what Kevin Owens says has resonated with a huge part of the fan base, hence why in the arena, I, think they, I can't remember where they were last night, wherever they were, there was a big chant of thank you Kevin and Kevin Owens when all was said and done. Now, if we far, rewind, I should say, back to 2011, when CM Punk did the same thing, CM Punk's is always going to have more... Uh, Of a reaction because nobody had really done anything like that before it was like seeing a shoot promo live to the point A lot of people questioned was he meant to say this was he not meant to say this of course he was he would have They would just cut the feed if if that had happened. So we know what's going on here But to me, it's more of a question of what this can mean going forward I'm pretty sure that it was meant to evoke all of that. Hence why one of his microphones got cut off That's exactly what happened to CM Punk, but that's how his promo ended but with the CM Punk thing after he I'm going to do a video on what culture about this so make sure you check that out over on what culture resting and subscribe if you haven't already. But the biggest problem with the punk thing as good as it was and while it did take him up to the uh, the main event level it still never made him WWE's guy. That was the problem. He was always like, he was one of their guys, but he was never the guy. And I think ultimately that was the problem that led to CM Punk leaving altogether. He should have been put in a world championship spot, and he was, but there, were always, John Cena would be on top of the card. Or, you know, when it was time to give that championship up to The Rock, CM Punk was it was fine, like, he's extinguishable, we, we can get rid of him. I mean, you know, Kevin Nash was involved in the feud, Alberto De Rio cashed his money in the bank. You know, there's so many little things that kind of undermined everything that could and should have happened with CM Punk. That's a different conversation for a different day. But where we find ourselves in 2019 is radically different from there because WW they were back then, but more so now, WW ratings aren't where they need to be. House show attendances are down, they're not selling enough merchandise. There is an argument out there right now that if it wasn't for these lucrative TV deals... That WWE signed last year for two billion dollars, that all their other revenue streams wouldn't be in the good, wouldn't be in a good position right now, and maybe they'd be heading the way of a WCW or a Mid South or a, an AWA, whatever. Pick your wrestling promotion of choice. They don't have to worry about that because again, different times. But you can't rest on those laurels for too long. And Kevin Owens talked about it himself, right? During that McMahon promo back in December, where they said you're the authority now and things are going to change. Nothing changed. It did for a little bit, we got an Andrade and Rey Mysterio match, but then as we know for the last few weeks, it went back to normal. You can't keep, it's like any storyline in WWE, eventually you stop investing if you don't think you're going to get payoffs, or you don't think you're going to get the characterization that you want. We've already, and I've seen it on Reddit and Twitter and social media, all of these places where, you know, this stemmed from to begin with, you've already seen people saying, as much as I enjoyed it as a segment, I don't necessarily believe anything going forward, because again... You know, when the McMahons did this in December, which Kevin Owens talked about, it didn't relate. It didn't result in anything of note. It just resulted in us doing another one. Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are going to be in charge in five days, the Monday after Extreme Rules. Kevin Owens just cut this massive promo, right? All these things have to come together to not just push Kevin Owens to a place that I think many wrestling fans want him to be, but also draw a line under all of that to say, no, 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 no. Look, we are now following up on the actions that you're seeing on TV. So the fact that Kevin Owens has said all of this stuff, he is going to make a change. Maybe he is going to feud with Shane McMahon into SummerSlam. Not the greatest idea because they feuded end of last year in the Hell in a Cell, but whatever, if the the ends justify the means. But when that feud is over and done with, Kevin Owens is going to whip his ass as he did at the end of SmackDown. He gave him a stunner. He got back in the arena, as wrestlers do. And then Shane McMahon is going to vanish for TV for a few months. So all of Kevin Owens' actions is are going to be backed up in the ring, and then you can start to believe in Kevin Owens. Then you can start to believe in WWE storylines, and then you can start to believe that things are going to change. And that's why I think this is so important, and that's why I think it ties into everything with CM Punk. A lot of what CM Punk said back in 2011 is actually manifesting itself now. I don't know, I I don't think, I think uh, WWE is probably too arrogant and egotistical, as I believe most of us would be in this situation, to believe that is true. But if you go back and hear what he said, you can kind of go, huh. CM Punk was right. I think a lot of fans believed it anyway. So now we have to capitalize on it this time with a guy like Kevin Owens, who from the outset, at least, seems a little bit more affable than CM Punk was, because that was obviously something that was said about CM Punk. He was a bit, not of a loose cannon, but he was his own guy. You know, he was a bit of a, I hate the term loner. That's such a negative conversation, but he beat it to his own drum. I'm not saying Kevin Owens doesn't, but Kevin Owens said it in his own Promo, right? He was a company guy. He's not anymore. I think at his heart, Kevin Owens is pretty much a company guy. CM Punk never was. Shout out to Ryan Unsworth in the Super Chat, who says, Kevin Owens has been criminally underused. I'm loving this. That's my thoughts exactly. I saw a few people saying, Kevin Owens can't be the guy. Of course he can be the guy. Anyone can be the guy. If this is your storyline, who else on that roster could even pull this off? Sami Zayn? Yes. Outside of that, I don't think there's that many people. So, Kevin Owens can be a guy. My man, Iben I in the Super Chat, Uh, says the only wrestling podcast on the planet hand of heart is if you listen to the audio version which you should it's on itunes spotify uh, all the podcast providers not on spotify actually they won't put it up long story but, you know, you get special episodes on there as well. So please do make sure you subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Geoffrey Pridemore, hand on the heart in the super chat, says, Last night shows that you can have Shane on TV a fair amount as long as the stars are allowed to upstage him. Shane didn't feel nearly as infuriating. I agree. He got his comeuppance. Uh, comeuppance, I should say. And one of the reasons, you know, I, as much as I hated seeing him on commentary in the main event because I did feel like it had been worn down a little bit, it did end up with him getting a stunner. And that's what we did back with the Vincent Manstone called Steve Austin stuff. It didn't matter that that ran riot every week because the guy you wanted to see get his ass kicked got his ass kicked, and the beer swilling hero went about and did his thing. I think the problem with Shane McMahon is, as we've seen, he does his thing, and then no one, some, not even Roman Reigns could usurp him, right? And that's, that's the key. We've got to have the balance. We absolutely have to have the balance. Uh, Haida Barty says, it's my birthday today in the Super Chat. Well, Haida, thank you for joining me on your birthday. Many happy returns for the day. I hope that you you have a great time. What else can I say? Go out there, enjoy yourself, smile, and the world will smile back at you. But yeah, that's how I kind of, that's how I see this. And I'm going to be excited. I know that we should learn. uh, Or you shouldn't learn. You should be trepidatious and you should have, you know, Reserved expectations and reserved optimism because again, you have been burned a lot. Again, you could go back to CM Punk and say you've been burned there, but look, it was a great segment, it was a great way to kick off SmackDown. It got people talking, which all the best wrestling angles do. And if this wasn't on the cusp of, like I say, a new regime taking charge on Monday, recording this on a Wednesday if you get to it late, with a pay per view in the middle of all of that, maybe I'd be a little bit more reserved. But I'm gonna hope this is something, and given that I'm a huge Kevin Owens guy, love Kevin Owens, think like we just said is massively underused. I hope that, uh, yeah, I, I hope that's, I hope it goes somewhere. Shout out to Dro Tremonte in the super chat. He says, "Finally caught the show live. Thank you for joining me live, Joe. I appreciate it. Stay awesome." You were getting lots of chance at the NXT show here last week. Whereas well, in me, Simon Miller, I mean, you must mean that. I find that very hard to believe, Joe. Not in like a bad way. I'm not saying you're lying. But as a humble man, that blows my brain a little bit. I, I mean, if, if that is true, that's one of the best things I've heard in my entire life. I don't know what the hell people would have been chanting. I don't even know how to respond to that. That's very kind of Joe. We'll just, <laughs> We will just, uh, we, we will keep on going. But yeah, if you have any opinions on this, do let me know in the super chat. We can take it from there. But I'm excited about it. And look, given how, I don't want to say bad the Kevin Owens return has been, but I'll use that word. It's been a bit lost. I'm now excited that not only hopefully this sparking back into life, but it will become this massive thing that we can talk about for for years to come. Again, it didn't have the same... I'm not saying this had the same impact as the CM Punk thing. It didn't. The CM Punk thing had Laps fans tuning back in. But I think maybe... It doesn't matter if it goes the other way. The CM Punk thing never reali- really reached its zenith, or zenith, I should say. If Kevin Owens goes the other way and people start to realise we are going to capitalise on this, I tell you, six months' time... You're gonna have some good stuff on your hands, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I am the bald asshole. Never forget. Elena Bose always supporting the podcast and was on the podcast last week. So thank you very much. Where do you think we go from here after Kevin Owens' speech? Just a great question. I think we gotta keep it uh, I think we gotta keep it simple. I really do. Have him few with Shane McMahon, because if he is the guy to take Shane McMahon off TV, like I say, he'll get even more plaudits. Maybe even win a few people over that aren't necessarily Kevin Owens fans. And from there, if you are going to go in with him, go in with him. Build him up to a world title, uh, you know, a world title uh, program, whatever. Have Samoa Joe win the belt of Kofi Kingston and have Kevin Owens take it off him in a few months. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I don't necessarily think WWE would go all of that way. But I'm, my big thing is that I'm sick and tired of everyone going, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that like if someone new, like when Oscar got caught up to the main roster. We can't have her beat everyone. We can. We can do that. You can do whatever you want. And if you do have somebody all of a sudden start tearing through the entire roster, I guarantee you a load of people are going to be like, who's this guy? You have to do it in the right way. Otherwise, you're John Cena them or you Roman Reigns them. But the difference with Kevin Owens is he's not a chosen WWE guy, right? And we know this just by the way he's been booked. So if all of a sudden we do light a fire under his ass and he gets better and better and better and better and he's like to say what he wants and he's cutting promos that are a bit different to everybody else, Alice and Punk, which we will keep going back to, then all of a sudden you've got you've got something and you, and you are doing what the fans wanted. I think Kevin Owens is one of those guys that the fans want to see be given a big push. I could be wrong. But hey, there's only one way to find out, and that's to do it. Let's see if Kevin Owens can be the guy. And you can say, yeah, he was universal champion, but he was in the CM Punk role then as well. He was put in that role because Finn Balor got injured and somebody needed to lose a Goldberg. I know that was a decision that happened later down the line, but that's the situation we transitioned into. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's put the belt. Let's change everything. I love Kobe Kingston. I do. But all good runs come to an end. I put the belt on Samoa Joe and I had Kevin Owens go after him. I mean, they'd all have good matches. You can do a triple threat if you want. But you know that KO and Samoa Joe are going to have good matches. They'll be proper brutal as well. They'll kick the absolute crap out of each other. It will offer something a little bit different to the rest of the card. I just think it ticks loads of boxes. But more importantly than that, it shines a light on this idea that everything WWE has said for the last six months wasn't a lie. We just took a while to get there. And the best way to do that right now is to be the person that takes Shane McMahon off TV. I understand the irony of wanting Shane McMahon off TV, and by calling him out, puts you in a feud with Shane McMahon. I'm aware, but again, the, the ends justify the means. As I sit here right now, on the 10th of July, 2019, at quarter past one BST, we don't know what that's going to be. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed, and I'm going to be a positive Pete. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy, as you know if you watch Ups and Downs. Live today at 2pm, by the way. That's 45 minutes. Over on What resting I'll be in the chat. Um, let's do some super chats. Sunny Horizons in the Super Chat Hand on Heart says, can I ask what is happening with Defiant Wrestling? Of course you can. Defiant Wrestling is currently on their summer break. They will be returning in October. Uh, the format's going to be slightly different. I'm not going to say anymore because it's not my place. Uh, but yes, you can expect it back in October. I will still be a part of it, hopefully. Uh, I certainly want to be. Uh, but I would never be so presumptuous as to assume that they would have me along. I like to think they will. There's no problems there. But I like to be humble, as I, as I say. So yeah, a few months off. Yeah, hit the reset button. allows me to go away and get loads of uh, local bookings to hopefully get better. So when I'm back on Defiant TV, you can go, oh, wow, Miller got good. Yeah, better. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the latest. And Guion Tang in the super chat. With Raw being good last week and SmackDown being good this week, do you think SmackDown shows will be good every other week or will it be consistent? Well, the problem we've had over the last week or so, this is the other thing I was going to talk about, was... You know, Raw last week was good and SmackDown was a bit dull. And Raw this week made no sense. And SmackDown, I thought, was a really solid show. I really enjoyed it. I'm not saying everything was perfect, but there was a lot on there that got me excited, including this, the Alistair Black stuff. Uh, I hate the split-screen promos because they always come across as awkward and weird. But hey, Cesaro versus Alistair Black, 10, 15 minutes, preferably 15 minutes. That's a great pay-per-view match. And you can have Cesaro lose because he always loses. Um, Alistair Black gets a win. That helps him. Could be the spark that we need. So, you know, SmackDown was good. But at the moment, it does look like that. But again, Monday to me is a big day in pro wrestling. And maybe I'm, or WWE, maybe I'm putting too much in pressure on that. But I'd like to think that the day Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff start their jobs officially and that we're coming out of a pay-per-view where you can end every single program you have if you want. You can separate Seth and Becky. You can move Baron and Lacey Corbin around. Um, you can do whatever you want. I don't need to go through everything. You can do whatever you want. I am hoping that this is uh, the start of something. We've proven we can put on good TV shows. Even the Maria Mike Connelly stuff, right? I know some people don't like it in terms of its tone, but it puts two guys back on TV that I'm happy to see. They're fresh faces and nothing else. And when I get a couple of fresh faces these days, I just get quite excited because I'm so used to, you know, the the same guys and girls all the time. But look, they're trying something different. It's a weird old school, slightly cringy, but I kind of like it soap opera pregnancy storyline. That's not the worst thing in the world. As long as it pays off. And yeah, WWE's payoff with these things isn't it's 50-50 at best, the irony. But I like it. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. I, I, I'm digging it. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Frequently fly in the Super Chat. Just saying, hey, appreciate the positivity and the work you do. Have a great day. That's very nice. Frequently fly right back to you. I'm feeling extra positive today as well, which will uh, which will annoy the people that don't like it when I'm <laughs> when I'm positive. Uh, where are we going to next? Derek Isla in the super chat. My booking: Kofi loses the belt at SummerSlam to McIntyre or Shane. KO wins it off one of them at the September October pay per view. KO winning the belt would be gold. I don't want to see Shane McMahon win the world championship. Also, I think it's going to be Drew versus Undertaker at SummerSlam. I don't think we need to piss off the fans that much just to Kevin Owens to be the victor. I think Kevin Owens should just take him out before he gets to the belt. Because you don't want to do too much damage. You can always do too much damage. Uh, I like it though, Derek. I see what you're saying. But to me, let Kofi lose on Sunday. Again, it's brand new territory on Monday. Let's do it. And let, uh, I mean, maybe that's too I don't know. But who knows? Who knows? Chicken salad in the Super Chat. What do you think of Alistair Black and Cesaro? I think the way to look at it is this. Having Cesaro as the guy is not a, oh my gosh, moment. But you know they're going to have a good match. And it's better than Bray Wyatt. People said they wanted Bray Wyatt. You're just cancelling each other out. Because I don't want Alistair Black to lose and I don't want Bray Wyatt to lose. I thought it was a bit heavy-handed that Alistair Black was wearing all black clothing and Cesaro was wearing all white clothing. That's very WWE. But look, that's picking at straws. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited about it. It's probably the best scenario when you take a step back and think about it. Joe Tremonte in the super chat apparently says whenever Dan Lather came out who was an NXT guy I've seen him all the time because people tweet him they chanted Simon Miller is better and budget Simon Miller well you've made my day Joe that's I don't even know what to say that's that's, that's pretty damn cool it makes me feel like I made it a little bit. I work hard. <laughs> that's nice. Poor that guy. Poor Dan Mather. He, he, he probably doesn't even know who I am. He's getting boomed, but I feel good about it. Jacob Donnelly says, I just hope they don't do what they did with The Miz, where he points out the Shane issue, but WWE keeps doing it anyway. And that's my major point, Jacob. That is my major point. We, we have to capitalize on this. Otherwise, I say it all the time. It's my catchphrase. The law of diminishing returns. Eventually, people will just not believe anything wwe says be that they're going to pay off a storyline brought lesnar cashing in when they come out and do quote-unquote shoot bits which is what the whole mcmahon thing in december was meant to be they just go no it's not absolute bull and you don't want to get into that territory you really really don't this is also a massive week for wrestling too other than the stuff we've said obviously we've got extreme balls on sunday uh, which we will run through the card for in a minute plus we've got fight for the fallen on saturday plus we've got the evolve show plus if you're into mixed martial arts you have got ufc So it's all going down uh, this weekend. Again, as we already said, I thought Raw was a bizarre show on so many levels. None of it made any sense. That mixed tag team elimination match was, I hate saying it, but it was World Championship Wrestling-esque. If you watch World Championship Wrestling in its dying days, 2000, they would do steps like no DQ. Somebody would hit somebody else with a chair and there'd be a DQ. (laughs) And you'd be like, what? And in this match, There was just no impetus to be involved. Because as soon as Becky had tapped out um, Zelina Vega, she was out the match. They were both eliminated. So what was her purpose to try and win? If you win, you too get eliminated because men can't fight women. And it never explained to us if Andrade had won, if that counts as a draw. I don't mind draws in wrestling, but you have to make it clear that's an option. So that was crazy. Rey Mysterio losing in two seconds after his comeback was Crazy. The main event was crazy when we revealed Cedric Alexander as a loser. (laughs) I can't believe that. That's the strangest booking ever. Why didn't he win? And he was all happy with himself. I was going to mention the $5,000 as well. Basically, we didn't see it. Shane McMahon offered some maintenance guy $5,000 to be Roman Reigns' mystery partner. turned out Cedric Alexander took the spot. Cedric Alexander, fair play to him, did go on social media to say that he made sure that Gary got the $5,000. I like that. I like little things. So yeah, that was just a manic show. I do like the club reforming. In hindsight, it was a bit lazy. We didn't actually find out why AJ has reformed the club. He just said that classic I'm not going to tell you, and it's like, well, you do need to tell me. I need to know what the the reason for the change is, but we've got time. I wouldn't even be so adverse to him winning the Universal Ch- the U- uh, United States Championship on Sunday. I just like the the thing is Gallows and Anderson are expendable at the moment as much as I'd rather they weren't. So seeing Ricochet run through both of them, even if one was a surprise uh, a surprise roll-up, at least it gave... It made Ricochet like a badass. I mean, it really, really did. He said, I'll take you both on. He said he beat them all, and then he beat them all. And again, I get that why AJ Styles has a shot, I don't know. Because in terms of the storyline, they both beaten each other once. <laughs> But whatever, right? Whatever. I, I I know we shouldn't do this, but if you pull it straws too much with WWE, you're just going to lose your mind. Sometimes you just got to accept the world for what it is. Sean Gahorn in the Super Chat says, Hey, Simon. Oh, it moved just as I was reading. Thanks, YouTube. Uh, do you think this is a way to interject Kevin Owens into the no-holds-barred match with Roman Taker versus Shane and Drew to help carry Taker a bit? No, I think they would have have to have done that on... Um, on SmackDown, I do think he'll interject himself into that match. Maybe that's the reason uh, Shane and Drew lose. I think whatever happens at Extreme Rules is going to set up Drew McIntyre versus Undertaker for SummerSlam and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens for the same pay-per-view. Roman, now nah, Roman's kind of a bit of a... He's, a, he's an all-rounder at the moment. You can kind of do whatever you want with him. Uh, Dean Young in the super chat. Keep up the good work, my man. By the way, do you plan to write and perform your own entrance song? Well, I did write my own entrance song. Well, I should say my band did, MJ the Juggernaut. Shout out to my, uh, my bassist, Rich Weber, who had his hands all over that. Um... Yeah, we could probably perform it. We're planning to do some gigs soon once we've got a few technical issues sorted out that we want to try. So, yeah, we'd probably perform it. Why the hell not? It would be fun. But, yeah, I mean, to my band, MG and the Juggernaut, cheap plug, you can search for it now. If you are going to start with songs, I would prefer you start with Never In Secret. I won't get into why. Start there, and then you can go back in time and see me developing as a, as a musician. Um, but, yeah, we did. Uh, although I am trying to look into getting some new music made at the moment. Again, I'm not going to get into it unless you're interested. Uh, Macaulay Quinn. Super chat thoughts on Undertaker Sting. In my opinion, it'd be worth it for the promo alone, and the build-up match can be five minutes kick punch along with the signatures. So this is all based on an article that WWE put up on their website called "What If Undertaker Had Joined WCW During the Attitude Era?" and it had a big part of it was talking about how he could have taken on Sting. Here's the problem: Sting is just not in a condition to compete. He suffered a pretty bad injury when he uh, was in that Seth Rollins match a couple, a few years ago, quite a long ago now, and he is, let's find out how old he is. Let's actually, you know, let's get a proper update here so my table will wobble a bit. I tried to balance it today, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Sting is, he's 60 years old. <laughs> he's not, he's, he's not, he's not a young cat. I don't, like it would be amazing, but I think sometimes you just have to accept that time has passed us by. And I think the Sting Undertaker match has passed us by. It would have been awesome. They should have done it at WrestleMania 31. They didn't. Sting's health is far more important to me than anything else, as all wrestlers are, because they're human beings. So I get it. I'd love it. I wouldn't hold your breath. In fact, I'd go get more excited about anything else. Uh, Matthew Bailey in the Super Chat. Thoughts on the and Benjamin promos? You'll get my official take on SmackDown Ups and Downs in 35 minutes. I love them. And the reason I love them is because I'm biased. I love Shelton Benjamin, so as long as he's on TV, even if he is doing weird staring promos, I'm okay with him. I'm alright with him. He's being used. And look, it's got me interested. I couldn't believe it when he was used again on SmackDown in that role. I was convinced, again, going back to the stuff we talked about earlier, I was convinced that this was just a one-off. And the fact they did it twice in a row, and I understand he can be Mojo Rawley, my official term when people just vanish from TV, but it got me excited. So, colour me excited, as they say. Jacob Domily in the Super Chat. Do you think Bray Wyatt will come back at Extreme Rules and start a feud with Seth? If not, who do you think his first feud will be with? No, I don't want him back at Extreme Rules. I want him back on Raw. But yes, I do think he should start a feud with with, with Seth Rollins. But that does paint him as a heel. I don't know whether... I guess he always has to be a bad guy, given his character. But I don't think he's going to get booed. But who knows? Who cares, right? I hope so. Extreme Rules is fine. If after we do the Seth-Becky thing and they've won and everyone else is at the ring, you want to bring Bray Wyatt back, that's cool. But I think Raw would do a... I think you want to get the chatter that Raw brings. Raw brings more chatter than a pay-per-view. I do think he has to come back next week. Uh, I don't don't even know if there were teases on this week's Raw and Smackdown with puppets. There probably were, but they're really hard to spot. And I can't go through frame by frame. So I... Hope he comes back within the next week, I guess. Yeah, and I'd rather he was on Raw because I've just painted my picture with Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston. But what does it even matter? Samoa Joe is a Raw superstar, but yes, I hope he goes after a title is my point. Talking about people that just come back and win, Bray Wyatt should win a world title at SummerSlam. Preferably Seth Rollins's. And that sends some people crazy. I like Seth Rollins. I don't think his title reign has set the world on fire. Ironic, given that he burns things down. AAT123 in the super chat. What if Bray's puppets look through Shelton's eyes? It's like poetry, AAT. It's like, what does that even mean? I like it. And there's some kind of like magic to it. I don't know, is the answer. That was WWE. That was WWE TV this week. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. Obviously, got. let's just go through the Extreme Rules card. Because if we do that, we can then, uh, in turn, talk about... Um, stuff that may or may have not have happened. Um, I'm just going to go through it top to bottom. Uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. This will make your head hurt. The stipulation is, last chance, winners take all, mixed tag team Extreme Rules match for both the Universal Championship and Raw Women's Championship. That's confusing. In my head, and who knows with WWE... There is no way in hell you can give Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans this win. That's no disrespect to them. They just don't feel that in the position. I think Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans are in a great position right now to come out the back of this, even off a loss, and find themselves in some kind of feud with someone else somewhere mid to top mid card. Do you know what I mean? I, there is something there. I think they get a hard rap, but Becky and Seth need new opponents and they need opponents that if they did lose the fans aren't going to reject it and they just are going to reject Baron Corbin, whether you like him or not. I think he's alright, but I can—you can you can see you've got to be blind to see that it's not going to piss a lot of people off. And WWE can't be pissing anybody off at the moment. The one thing they need more than anything is social support. AEW has that. Impact has that. I saw it this week with anniversary MLW has that. They don't. And they need that so they can't wind up their fans. Uh, Alternative Redneck in the Super Chat just... Threw some money in there. <laughs> Thank you, Alternative Redneck. I appreciate it. And Chicken Salad, the best name, says in the super chat Rey Mysterio match with Bobby was pointless. It was points. The thing that really annoyed me about Rey Mysterio versus Bobby Lashley, I love the fact we're putting up Bobby Lashley. And hey, maybe it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley in a feud. Okay, quite like Bobby Lashley. Wanted WWE to do something with him for a while. But don't job him out to Rey Mysterio, other way around. Because Rey Mysterio is a legend. You could have given that spot to Andrade. You could have given that spot to Apollo Crews. You could have given that spot to, you take my point. Insert your favorite young wrestler here. If they get a significant win over Rey Mysterio, straight away, even if someone doesn't care about that person, be like, who is this guy? Bobby Lashley didn't need it. Bobby Lashley killed Braun Strowman last week. So that was very strange. Frequently Fly in the super chat. Which show do you think is a better fit for Bray's new character? Does it even matter now that brand split is dead? I mean, I prefer Raw, but you're 100% right, Frequently Fly. It makes no difference. He can be on 205 Live if he wants. I mean, that would annoy people, but he can still go. There's no rules anymore. They don't even mention the wild card rule. But personally, I'd like to see him go after the Universal Championship. Just because I think the WWE title has it all sewn up. If they go the way that I want them to go. Uh, we'll do some predictions here as well. Why not? I mean, Seth and Becky to win, in my opinion. I think it'd be crazy to, to go the other way. Um, and again, you can then just go into Raw. I don't know who Becky Lynch feuds with, but I'm sure there are options. The Undertaker and... Ro- oh, no, she'll she'll feud with... um No, maybe she won't. I don't know. I don't know. The Undertaker, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no-holds-barred tag team match. Again. I, to me, it's just nice and simple now. Kevin Owens comes out, distracts. Undertaker can beat Drew, well I'd like, I'd like Undertaker to get the pinfall over Drew and I tell you, I'd like Drew McIntyre to pin The Undertaker at SummerSlam, going into everything we've just talked about, new era, time to get new stars over, everyone's mentioned how we need to use The Undertaker's star power to do that, we didn't do it the last two matches have Drew McIntyre beat him at the second biggest pay-per-view of 2019, it will work and it will make Drew McIntyre seem like a badass So that's what I would like to do. And then Roman Reigns is in a position to go whichever way he wants. And Owens and Shane is set up for SummerSlam. Owens wins. Yada, yada, yada. This is what I would like to see. So I'll say that Undertaker and Drew win. Uh, Sorry, Undertaker and Roman win. But man, who knows? Who knows? Kobe Kingston versus Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. Unfortunately, I don't think this is going to happen. But I desperately want to see Samoa Joe win. We've already gone over why. I I don't think I can handle another Samoa Joe being so badass. And he cut a great promo on SmackDown where he just comes across like a murdering psychopath. I don't think I can handle Samoa Joe not winning again. He didn't win against AJ Styles. He didn't win against someone else. Another feud he did, I can't remember now because I pushed it out of my head. I just want to see Samoa Joe do his thing. And again, I've liked Kofi Kingston's title run, but I don't necessarily think there's many ways for him to go after it. Sometimes it's good to shake things up. And I think now is the time to shake things up. I do. And Kofi can still be in the mix. I like Kofi. I think he's had a great six months or however long it's been, four or five months. Right than that. We are May, June, July. Well, it hasn't even been three and a half months. Well, look, it doesn't matter. It just feels like it would be worthy to to, to, to shake it up. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Samoa Joe. How that happens, I don't know. Uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a handicap match. <sighs> this story is over for me. I don't think we needed two segments: one on Raw and one on SmackDown. I feel like we've already got there. The contract signing was awkward, in my opinion, because it's just a lot of Nikki Cross shouting about her mate. Bailey should win because Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross should fall out. They can feud, and then Bailey can feud with a returning Charlotte. It's a bit dull, but it's fine. I'll be happy with it. Move on. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese. I haven't caught up with 205 Live. That will be a good match. Uh, hopefully, Drew Gulak retains because he only just won it last month. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus The New Day versus Heavy Machinery. Triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Championships. I think this would be really good. Their segment on SmackDown was fun. We had promos from all of them. All of them stood up for themselves. And in the match itself, Otis got the pin over Xavier Woods and Daniel Bryan. He pinned Xavier Woods though after a pop-up slam. And I like Otis. Otis got something about him because he's proper nuts. It probably means that Heavy Machinery won't win at the pay-per-view. I think I would like Daniel Bryan and Rowan to retain and then... Come up with a, just a, again, because we're starting again with Eric Bischoff, come up with a proper good feud. I don't care who it's with, just a proper good feud that I can really sink my teeth into that goes a, a good couple of months. I mean, Daniel Bryan to me is secretly the MVP of WWE because you can put him in any position and he smashes it out of the park. So that's what I'd like to see happen. But to be honest, all these teams, I'd rather the New Day didn't win it just because that feels like I've seen that a lot. But if you give it to heavy machinery, I'm going to be cool with that because they'll look really strong after being, you know, dominant on SmackDown. And Daniel Bryan and Rowan, I like. I don't mind Rowan. He kind of just stands there and backs up Daniel Bryan. It's fine. As the Black versus Cesaro in the singles match, I I don't like the split screen stuff. I like the fact that it's Cesaro. That sums the whole angle up for me. Alistair Black can win. Alistair Black can look great. Cesaro will make him look like a million dollars because Cesaro is probably the best person on the roster in many ways. It's a match I want to see. All I need WWE is if you watch this. I don't believe you do. 15 minutes. That's all I ask for. 15 minute match. Just 15. Not 20. Not 12. 15. Thank you. Sean Gahorn in Super Chat. Speaking of Slammiversary. With how well the main event was received, do you think the extreme rules element to the mixed tag will lead to intergender spots? Yeah, I do. Given the fact they're trying to move away from PG, not all the way, but T's moving away, and they've done a bit more risque stuff, I don't think you'll have proper match bits in the match. But I think you'll probably see Baron Corbin do a move on Becky Lynch. And I think you'll see Becky Lynch do a move, uh, uh, Lacey Evans do a move on Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? I do think we'll see that. I think it will be used sparingly. I think it should be used sparingly because it will mean more. But I do believe if you wanted to see intergender matches and WWE, you're going to get a taste of it on Sunday. As I said on my uh, Slammiversary ups and downs, not personally my cup of tea. But if you like it, great. And if you don't like it, great. I don't think there's a right or wrong with this. It depends how it's done. And as you say, my friend, that main event, Slammiversary, Sam McCallaghan versus uh, Tessa Blanchard, was a very good match. It really was. And it felt different. And um, these days, man, you give me something different, I, I'll do a backflip and fail. Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship. I think this is going to be brilliant. I hope Gallows and Anderson are involved because you want them to be. You want to hate the club. You want to think they're a bunch of assholes. So far, doing a great job of that. But I... um. I think this could be good. And like The best thing about this is, because I know it's ridiculous, but this is just wrestling in 2019, because I love AJ Styles and he fits into the Daniel Bryan category of just, thank goodness he's on WWE TV making things great. Even if Ricochet loses the US title, what, two, three, four weeks after he won? I'd be okay with it because it went to AJ Styles. It also means we'll prolong that feud. I'm not going to get bored of Ricochet versus AJ Styles for a while. And if you can start peppering it with really cool ideas, really cool story points, I'm going to be invested. Maybe on some occasions I even side with AJ Styles because, again, he's AJ Styles. I like this a lot. This is this, this falls into the Alistair Black, um, Cesaro category. Please, for the love of everything... Just give him some time. Give him some time. Don't do anything screwy. Don't do anything silly. Nice and simple. Nice and wrestling, please. <laughs> Richard Dalloway in the Super Chat. Just a tip of the hat to the Prince of Positivity. I'll take that. Prince of Positivity is nice. Maybe I'll change Positive peak to the Prince of Positive and get a crown. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for joining me live as well. Thanks for everyone who joins me live and to everyone who joins me on the old uh, the old uh, uh, iTunes podcast, Google, whatever it's called as well. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in the last man standing match. Look, I guess it depends what we're doing with Bobby Lashley. There's rumors that he'll feud with Seth Rollins. Don't know what that does for Braun Strowman's character, who is way out... Just, what is Braun Strowman right now? You know, Bobby Lashley didn't have to sell his injuries. We got told that Braun Strowman's got a ruptured spleen. Unless, of course, he comes back and just kills Bobby Lashley. Then you're like, okay. But then that's boring 50-50 booking again. That's an interesting one. I'll leave that in the chat. Uh, Just throw a name. Braun Strowman or Bobby Lashley. And with my eyes, I will try and keep up and just do a running tally in my head. Probably won't work. But... That is, that, that, I think you've got to do a big spot is the thing now. You've Shane mcmahon it. You've given the fans an expectation that something huge is going to happen. So if you don't deliver on that, there may be some disappointment. So, yeah. In the chat, as it comes up, it will come up in a second. And there's a delay. I'll shout it out. Sean Gahan, in the meantime, in the Super Chat, says, Can you explain why Finn gets buried in every match? Well, what I will say is this. I agree with you. Twofold. One, the fact I got to see Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. I thought it was great, by the way. I miss Shinsuke Nakamura in the ring. I think he's flipping brilliant. But also, two, Finn Balor hasn't been on TV for 72 years. The Intercontinental Championship is worth less than my face. So at least now, it means something because Shinsuke Nakamura beat the IC champion. And if he now makes a big deal about becoming IC champion, then we can go from there. So it does suck that he loses, but that's the problem with being off TV for so long. And you need to reignite a feud. What do you do? You can't just have Finn win okay well that's that thanks Shinsuke back to you know back to nowhere with you so I I understand it does suck but it's the it's the problem it's the the curse of the IC belt right now but I just hope that this sparks it off and we actually make the Intercontinental Championship feel like it means something I know we say this all the time it's like beating a dead horse but you gotta believe and Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor are two of the best wrestlers in the world Amazingly, it's about 50-50 on Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. It literally goes, Braun, Braun, Bobby, Bobby, Braun, Bobby, Braun, Bobby, Braun, Braun, Bobby, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> so uh, I, don't, uh, I, I, don't, I don't really know what to do with that. I, I think, look, fair play to WWE. If you have split the audience right down the middle to the point that we don't know which way it's going to go, you've done your job. Because you should never know who's going to win when they walk down the aisle. That's when wrestling sucks. So fair play. Tip of the hat to WWE. Tip of the hat. You've confused an audience right now. Actually, quite a lot of people listen to this these days. I mean, not in the chat right now. not so 100% the audience in the chat. But you've split us down the middle. I will go with Bobby Lashley, based on absolutely nothing. And we're also getting the Revival versus The Usos for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I don't know. You tell me. Who knows anymore? It depends who signed a deal. The Raw Tag Team Championships feel like a million miles away from any kind of importance. Viking Raiders are just there. I'll go the Usos win. <laughs> Cause I don't know what else to say. Jacob Dominic in the super chat says the women's tag team titles need to be on TV more, lol. Do you know the problem with that women's segment on SmackDown? When Paige slapped Peyton Royce, it made me feel sorry for the iconics. And now I want the iconics to retain. I don't think Paige and the Kabuki Warriors works at all. Oscar and Kyrie saying are just naturally. Fun. I can't think of the right word. It's not the right word, but there's something likable about them. And seeing Paige shout on their behalf and slap people, I was like, I don't. This doesn't make me support the Kabuki Warriors. Maybe I'm being a sensitive Sally. That's fair, but I am. And now I want the Iconics to win. I, I said that. I'd say on ups and downs. You can check it out in 21 minutes. 21. I, I thought. I'd, I hope they lose, and I hope the Iconics win. And I'm like, that's not what's meant to happen. Iconics are meant to be the most annoying people on the roster, but they look so sad. <laughs> that was strange booking. It was really strange booking. Undead FB Jew in the super chat says, Goo, I should say. Hey, Simon, just wanted to say you're, uh, you're where right. No, I just wanted to say you were right. No, Bray, why I'm on holiday. There we go. I got there in the end. Yay. I'll catch up with when I get home next week. Much love. Thank you, my friend. Enjoy your holiday. And you're right. I did say that last week. I remember. I had a feeling. The earliest I think you'll get there is Extreme Rules. So you got till Sunday. I would put my money on Monday if I was a betting man. I tell you what else we need to do. Um, because we did our second episode on Monday this week, please do go check it out again. It's on the audio feed, uh, so just search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes or on uh, whatever you use. Gee, The only thing it's not on is Spotify. It's a long story. I'm working on it, um, but there is my other podcast is on there. Why with Simon Miller? So check out both. You get brand new episodes. But we do need to go through Fight for the Fallen that goes out Saturday. Uh, if you're in the UK, it's going up in the morning. I think it airs about midnight or something like that. I don't know if there's a pre-show this time. I'm not 100% true, but it's a charity show, which is cool. But let's go through the card for that. I imagine a few more matches will get announced in a couple of days, although we do have six. Oh, there is a pre-show. This one has a P next to it. I don't, are we getting more? I don't know if we are getting more. Anyway, our matches are on the pre-show. Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, Joey Janela versus MJF, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. Six-man tag team match. It's a bit weird that MJF and Sean Spears are on the same side, but I'm guessing that's going to tie into the story. Because obviously MJF and Cody are boys. And, um, well, I'm going to say, I'll go out on a limb and say that Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes are not boys right now. Because why the hell would they be after he got smashed with a steel chair? But it's a pretty good match. I mean I mean I would give it to Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen and Joey Janela. because again, Sean Spears and MGF can just fall out. I don't know what Sammy Guevara does. But that's a cool that's a cool match on paper. It's quite a heavy tag team card as well, which I like. So we're also getting SoCal Uncensored. That's Frankie Kazer and Scorpion Sky against the Lucha Brothers. I mean the Lucha Brothers don't have bad matches. The Lucha Brothers have become that team when people say, Oh, Simon, how do I get into wrestling? If there's nothing else I can find, I show them I show them the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix and Pentagon, and it's just they're otherworldly. They're just incredible. And you don't have to like that style of wrestling. Some people think it's too fast, and it makes no sense, and it's a spot fest. You're right, it is. But if you take a step back and look at it as an athletic contest, which a lot of people do like, if you're not into wrestling, you don't care about the stories, you just want to see some people fly around, it does that really well. Um, I I I think you've got to give it to the Lucha Brothers right now. They've kind of had a bit of a rickety road in, uh, in AEW so far. But they are so good... I think you need to start giving them some wins, especially because that matters. Uh, Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. I mean, that's got Adam Page's name written all over it. But the cool thing about that is that Kip Sabian can finally get a chance to show what he can do. Obviously, brand new to the promotion. Hasn't really done much other than the Battle Royal. He's got a you know a focused singles match here. And I think he can he can smash it. He can absolutely smash it. So you can't have Adam Page lose a couple of months before All Out. But you certainly can allow Kip Sabian to have a brilliant showcase to say, hey, you probably don't know this guy, but you should. And we can go from there. Custin, uh, Cody, Custin, there you go. That's Cody and Dustin Rhodes' new name. Custin versus the Young Bucks in a tag team match. Probably going to be the main event, I would imagine. Um, It's a real hard one to predict as well. Unless you have Cody and Dustin fall out. I like it on paper, though. The best thing about AEW at the moment is it's really hard on some matches like this to predict. These are the guys' top stars. So which direction are they going to head? And I don't think you can lose. As far as I'm aware, the Young Bucks and Cody have pretty much won everything they've done so far. I could be wrong in saying that. Did the Young Bucks lose it all in? Maybe the Young Bucks lost it all in. I can't remember. But it should be good. How can it not be good? You know, seeing Cody and Dustin in that tag team that we've wanted for a while, but treated properly, going against the Young Bucks, who obviously are AEW uh, as far as, as some things are concerned. I will go the Young Bucks, but tentatively because I'm not sure shout out to Jabel's forehead in the super chat who says who would you put EC3 against to show his mic skills Sami Zayn I don't neither of them are being used and it's a match I, would, I just I thought about the other day I would do Sami Zayn versus uh, EC3 and I think it would be good you can turn Sami Zayn back heel EC3 ain't heal or face he's just there just an apparition so actually I keep I, I, mm, that's hard that's what I do though And you know, that's the answer to that question um, where am I going Kenny Omega versus always gets guys, guys name wrong Chima I think he's called Chima Chima Seema I get it wrong every time and people yell at me on ups and downs I know I'm an idiot I mean Kenny Omega can't lose again Kenny Omega's record so far in AEW is 1 and 1 uh, Chima's amazing, obviously from the Chinese promotions at OV, no, OVW's Ohio Valley Wrestling, OWE, whatever it's called. So, I mean, Kenny Omega's got a win. Showcase match again. This is much like Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. Let Chima do his stuff. He looked great against Christopher Daniels at uh, double, um, uh, the other one, Fighter Fest. But Kenny Omega, you know, building up for a big match with John Moxley you know, keep them strong, as they say, and Brandon Rhodes versus Ali, which should be interesting, obviously, Brandon Rhodes' debut in AEW, which is kind of exciting, I think, you know, she's a major part of that promotion, should have a spotlight on it, should be pretty fun, I guess Brandi Rhodes would win, Ali won at Fighter Fest, after she beat Lexi Bates, Lever Bates, sorry, Lever Bates, Levi, oh, whatever, I got her name, Blue Pants, <laughs> Blue Pants, um, I mean, I think we'll get a couple more matches. When does Being the Elite come out? Today, right? I think it's today. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? I get confused. Uh, But that's going down on Saturday. I think it it sounds pretty good. Again, it's not meant to be a showcase blockbuster card, which I think some people forget about AEW shows. They've created such a buzz. Everyone expects everything to be WrestleMania-esque. They don't need to do that. They just need to put on decent shows, then All Out is their one where they kickstart things. You know, All Out is like their extreme rules <laughs> in the sense that after All Out is when you've got to go big, which I'm hoping is what WWE is going to do. Shout out to Chicken Salad in the Super Chat. AEW has some of the best tag teams I have ever seen. Well, if you're comparing it to WWE, that's not hard. Not that I'm, That's not me saying that WWE doesn't have great tag teams. That's me saying that WWE doesn't focus on them enough. WWE has great tag teams. They really do. The Lucha House Party, for example, has... Um, you know, some of the best wrestlers in the world, but they're not allowed to do their thing, so you'd never know, which, again, it's WWE's choice, you know, well, what are you going to do? But the fact that AEW's focusing on them is cool. It is. And that's our weekend's entertainment. Obviously, you've got Volve and UFC too, should you care for that. Let me just go and check that no massive news has broken, which has happened before. Uh, there's a new shirt for Alexa Bliss. It says, sealed with a Bliss on it. Not the most exciting thing in the world. I think that's pretty much. I think that is pretty much it. Yeah, nothing has gone down. Ali's still doing his promos. We know that he's very good at it. Rusev is still vanished. One day maybe we'll see Rusev again. Maybe not. Maybe he will just fall off a cliff and we'll never see him again, and I will cry. At least Samoa Joe is being pushed, and we've talked about Alistair Black. That seems to be everyone's talking about. So that's this week in wrestling. I think it's been quite an interesting week. I say Raw Mental spent down pretty good or at least at least I I enjoyed it as well. Oh yeah, there was this report that Enzo Amore and Joey Janela got involved in a fight. But I'm not going to say anything until I know that it wasn't a work because if anything if anyone was going to try and work us <laughs> it would be something like that. So I will tentatively mention it in passing. But we will will see what happens. If you are an Impact fan too, uh, LAX's and Johnny Impact's contracts are officially over. Whether or not they re-sign, I don't know. Apparently, there's a lot of interest in LAX from AEW and WWE, given the situation. I'd imagine they go to AEW. I think you'd have to have a real... It's a real risk being a tag team and going to WWE in 2019, because you just don't know what they're going to do with you. Um, Take the Viking Raiders, for example, or the Authors of Pain, who have also vanished off the planet. So, and Johnny Impact's an interesting one. I heard a podcast the other day where apparently Johnny Impact's big thing at the moment is he wants to be an actor. If you want to be an actor, you don't go to WWE because they won't let you, you know, take on roles. Well, you'd, you'd assume they wouldn't let you take on roles. However, they do have a lot of money right now. Uh, and I don't blame anyone for taking the money. You know, you have to look for the rest of your life and financial security, especially in a business like wrestling, which can, uh, you know, can end tomorrow. I mean, it really, really can. I mean, as I, as I sit here and say these words, if you can believe it, this Saturday is one year since I injured my shoulder. How terrifying is that? That is 12 months, which goes to show how um how things how things can change. So we'll see. I would like to see Johnny Impact in AEW, which if their TV programme is called Wednesday Night Dynamite, <laughs> he'll be called Johnny Dynamite. Which <laughs> makes me laugh. But I like Johnny Impact, whatever you want to call him. And yeah, i would be intrigued to see I'll be intrigued to see where I'm intrigued to see where he goes. But that's pretty much the update. Uh, as we do round up, uh, if you got any questions, please do ask them in the, in the chat. Obviously, Super Chat gets priority, just the way it works, as I'm sure you can understand. Jacob Domley in the Super Chat says, Looks like WWE has given up on the coffee, lol. They've just given up on Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss wasn't on TV at all this week. She's probably doing some kind of promotional tour or something I don't know about or who knows what. But yeah, it's just, I mean, Nikki Cross carried that entire angle. Is that someone knocking at my door? I think someone's knocked at my door. That's weird. Hang on one second. It's 2019 and someone just played knockout, whatever it is. There's got a different word in America. That stupid game where someone knocks on your door and runs away. This is what happens when school children are on holiday. Next time I'm going to run after them and get them. Oh, well, we're back. Oh, look, my, my chair just spun when I got up and ruined the green screen. That's really weird. I didn't know that was a thing. Who does that? I lost my train of thought. Are oh, we talking about Alexa Bliss? Yeah, she just vanished. Again, if you want to ask a, que- <laughs> if you want to ask a question, please do so uh, right now. And we've got some already. And they are... If this will load... Are you going to load? Yes, you are. There we go. Slowly but surely. Oh, no, you're not. You closed it down. Internet. Cameron Sykes, is the PG era really ending? No, I don't think the PG era will, uh, will ever ring. Uh, Ever end ring, just the thing on the door. Uh, no, I, they're just going to move away from it. They want WWE want to try and get back the demographic of eighteen to thirty four, which is smart. It's a really powerful demographic, and it's one that AEW is absolutely smashing. So they need to. <laughs> someone just said that knock on the door was Cesaro. Brilliant, it was. Oh, I should have made that joke. Oh well. Um Yeah, they, they, they'll never go away from it entirely because of their sponsors. But in terms of just pushing the boat out a bit, they 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 will do that. And I'm a hundred percent behind it. You can you can you can. Have fun with the boundaries every now and then. You know, you'll get away with it. You just will. That's just the way the world works. Uh, But I don't think they'll ever kill it properly, nor do they need to. You can work within those boundaries. Billy Radborn, will we see characters like Eugene returning with the ending of the PG era? I don't think it's dead. Or a tag team of Repo Man and Eugene, Rebo Gene? I mean, I don't think Eugene should come back because it's the end of the PG era. I think Eugene shouldn't come back because Eugene was a badly portrayed character. I know this. I know people get sensitive about this, and you're allowed to, but Eugene did not shine a positive light on whatever you want to say they portrayed Eugene as. That's all I'm going to say, because I don't want to get into it. You, There are ways and means to do a character like that. I don't believe WWE did it right. Just my opinion, based on personal experiences. Uh, Matt Moore in the Super Chat, Cesaro knocked at your door. Not a question as such, just want to say thanks for being the man, Miller. Keep up the good work. That's very nice, Matt. I really do appreciate messages like that. You don't know how much they mean to me, because it's very motivational and inspirational for someone to just say, I'm just going to say thank you. So, I mean, you're very welcome. I will point out that people listening to this, uh, people that watch What Culture, people that subscribe to my channel, please subscribe, <laughs> people that support me on Patreon, I wouldn't be able to do what I do and live the life I lead and do all this work if it wasn't for you guys. And it's really important to me that you understand that, and that's why every bit of support, be it a watch, be it a super chat, be it a patron, be it merch, be it a like on my video, subscribe. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. And every time I say it, you're so disingenuous, that's cool, man. You're allowed to think that. But I don't care because I know how genuine I am when I say it. Let's move on. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Uh, Christian Brown. In the spirit of Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard, I want to talk about politics. Huh. If you were to choose the representatives of Donald Trump and Theresa May. I'll have the match between Bobby Lashley and Margaret Mania twenty-three for a match in which the winner would get control of both the UK and the US. Who would you choose? Christian, I like your chat. I like that question. I'm going past it. Don't want to talk about politics. Adam Mason, with no Bray Wyatt segments of late, do you feel he would debut his new character Extreme Rules or after? I'm going Monday on The Raw. Uh, Michael Rigney, hey Simon, hope you're having a great day. My question is, what do you think of Paige as a manager? She comes off as a heel to me, even though she's managing two baby faces, and with her slapping Billy Kay this week, it doesn't seem to represent the Oscar and Kairi saying characters. Yes, I've said that already. So you and I are on the same page. P.S. Have you started a cult on ups and downs with your hell ad segments? I hope so. I was really proud when I came up with that. I thought, that was quite, I thought that was quite amusing. So, um, uh, yeah, I agree, totally agree with you, page. Totally agree with you. Also, just to... I'll do it here. I won't do it anywhere else. I don't mind WWE having commercial breaks. I've watched WWE for 25 years. I'm perfectly happy with them having commercial breaks. What I don't like is when we come up with a stipulation or an angle to serve the commercial break. That's the problem. When we serve the commercial break, meaning the commercial break is the focus and the highlight in the center of everything, that's the issue. Hell, the ad break. I love ups and downs. Francesco Bozo. Hey, Simon. Hope you're having a great day. Same to you, my friend. Would you make Brock cash in both champions on both champions to unify the championships? Well, I would because I'm that desperate for a one champion, say universal champion, a uh, unified champion that I think it makes sense. But it's just going to piss the fans off. And my one big thing with WWE at the moment is don't piss the fans off. We talked about this. AEW is very, very fan facing to the point that Sean Spears was pulled from an indie event recently and the young bucks went out of their way to make sure he got back on it you know that's just a miscommunication issue same thing with the guy was it I can't remember the Twitter name now he retweets gifs and somebody blocked him from doing AW gifts, the young boxer involved, he can tweet the gifts again. And that builds up so much social respect from people like you and I, and it makes that company want to succeed. I personally want WWE to succeed and I want all wrestling companies to succeed. But there is a I'll call it a bad t- a negative tingent that doesn't and that does stem from the fact that they feel like WWE goes out of their way to piss them off. That doesn't mean that WWE should then start appeasing these people either, but it does mean you need to find this balance in my opinion. And right now I don't think we have that balance. And somebody has asked who am I wrestling next or where am I wrestling next? I will run through that quickly now, uh, just in case you want to book your tickets. Um, uh, I'd love to come. I have them all on my phone. So, 21st of July, if you're in the Bournemouth area, Uh, Check out Fightstar Pro Wrestling. Just search for it on the internet. I'll be down in Bournemouth on 21st of July. 4th of August, I'm at EWE in London on Bedford Road. Again, just search for EWE or check my Twitter. You can come down there. 10th of August, I'm wrestling in Slough, which is like 10 minutes from my house, for New Force Wrestling. Uh, 11th of August, I'm back in London. That's two London shows if you want to come, EWE. And on the 17th of 18th, I'm down in Southampton with Kapow and in Portsmouth with Kapow. That's all I'll give you for now. Uh, Please do come and see me if you're in the area and you'd like to see Simon Miller wrestle The more people that come the more people I look like I can actually bring to a show and never forget as Al Snow said That's what wrestling's all about That's why Al Snow thinks that Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant is the best match ever because it brought the most people to an arena You can look at it that way and Al Snow to me is just one of the smartest and most intellectual dudes ever when it comes to Pro wrestling, but he trained me so I'm gonna think that although I do think it anyway But it is one way to look at the business as we say so, uh, yes, if you, want to, uh, if you want to come down, please do. I am going to try and make it to America at some point. Hey, maybe you run an American promotion. You'd like to book me. It's no holds barred as far as I'm concerned. I want to travel the world being a professional wrestler. Because can you imagine what a story that would be, right? My life, and I don't sleep. Because who needs to sleep? sleep when you're dead? Uh, right, so we'll answer a few more questions. Uh, you can chuck them in the super chat. And I, I will get to them, but otherwise, of course, in four minutes' time, make sure you're on over to What Culture Wrestling, where we will be doing uh, live ups and downs. For SmackDown, I like the show. Small spoiler. And if you're on the podcast right now and you think, well, I can't do that because I'm listening retroactively, all I'm going to ask you to do is give me a five-star rating on whatever you use, be it Apple Podcasts or whatever. Give me a five-star rating because that's how more people find the show. And the more people that find the show, the bigger this can grow, the happier I will be. As a as as a human being, so um, yeah, you you can do all of that. Otherwise, you you, you know all the other stuff. I'm gonna I, I I keep checking to make sure that nothing <laughs> that nothing has happened because that one podcast we were doing, and then all of a sudden Eric Bischoff and Paul Hamer were in charge of WWE, and I was just like, what? Why? How? What? What a cra- that, that's, that's crazy! This is crazy. I saw a cool, interesting thing on Twitter actually, with someone saying they would prefer that tied into the story, so he should have like. They should have started teasing it on Twitter. I don't think you can do that anymore in WWE. I think with a news thing like that, look at the the wave of anticipation and attention it got. I think sometimes you just got to pull the trigger and be like, "Boom! Here we are." What you know? What's going to go down? Uh, somebody in the comments being a bit of a sarcastic, Steve about saying Simon liked the show, shock horror. Yeah, dude, here's the secret, right? If you're really positive, even when a show isn't very good but you can draw the good bits out of it, you're happy all the time. And life is all about being happy. On that note, I'm going to go through all the usual stuff. Like, share, subscribe. Please do subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. It's kind of rocking and rolling at the minute with subscribers. And it makes me happy every day I wake up and there's more people. So please do that. Uh, like the video. Share the video. Just tell someone about the podcast. Why not? Patreon.com. assignment 316 If you are on YouTube right now, there's a link in the description below. You can just click it. Uh, see if... It, look. Even if you can spare me a dollar, that would rock. But maybe there's a tier on there that I can get. There's rewards. Maybe you see a reward and you think that will be cool and I can offer you that. Um, simonmiller.bigcartel.com Brand new 8x10s are now in stock. I will sign that mother for you and I will send it and I'll write any message you want within reason. I'm not going to write like, hi Terry, I'm going to murder your ass because that can be used in a court of law. <laughs> I won't do that, but you take my point. Otherwise, give me a follow uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. In the meantime, though, I will round this up. Head over to What Culture Wrestling right now, and I'll be in the chat for ups and downs for SmackDown Live. We can go through that show in depth with the usual nonsense. Maybe even nobody talks like that. The favorite segment of the show but in the meantime again thank you so much for joining me i love doing this uh we'll do another one at some point if you don't join me on youtube why not change that next week head over to youtube.com forward slash middle report rules also for simon miller you'll find me in my wrestling attire as my avatar you click it and then we can uh yeah you can join me live and we can have a lovely lovely chat about pro wrestling. Enjoy Extreme Rules. Enjoy Fight for the Fallen. Enjoy the Evolve show. Again, enjoy UFC. Enjoy anything that you're going to do. Don Cheadle, imagine it's real Don Cheadle, sneaks in there with a super chat and says, how do you stay so motivated? I'll do a quick one for you, my friend. Just always try and look on the bright side of life. Realize that when you do get down, that's perfectly normal and don't beat yourself up for it. And also try and do the things that you love. Because if you do the things that you love, nothing Feels like hard work. I've been Simon Miller. Thank you very much for listening to my wrestling show, and I will talk to you again very soon.